Guys, I feel so shy. I don't even know where to start or where to begin. So, hi. <laughs> I guess I'll just start and dive in and yeah, this is going to be a solo episode. I wasn't sure when I was going to pick back up and start recording another episode. I feel like it's been so long. I don't really know how exactly to start off this entire episode because I feel like so much has happened in the last month and a half that I need to update you guys on. So I'm currently in Rouen, France, which is where my husband signed a hockey contract for this season. You're listening to Breaking the Ice Podcast, a podcast I created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players. My name's Devin Dodero. I'm the wife of Charlie Dodero. We have two dogs, a little boy Crosby, and a baby girl on the way. We spent eight months of the year living the hockey life in Europe, but we've also spent about five seasons in North America. I've been around the block, sometimes just for a cup of coffee, but I wanted to share the tools, resources, and what's helped me along the way, while also learning every week from each and every one of you. In this podcast, we share tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things women, all things hockey, friendships, trades, long distance, moves, and life in general, so you don't feel so alone. So put your headphones in, go for a walk, and feel like you're sitting down with your best girlfriends. Oh, and make sure to follow the page on Instagram, Breaking the Ice Pod. Let's lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. I do not have like a setup yet to record episodes when I I finally felt this like burst of energy to record a solo episode today and then I couldn't find my adapter for my microphone because it's probably packed somewhere. I probably stuck it in some drawer or thinking I was going to remember to grab it from there and now I can't find it. So I'm literally recording this episode without a microphone. Um, but I've done a couple tests and I feel like it sounds decent enough that I can do it this way for this time. And then I will have to get another adapter if I do not find my current one. So we are just kind of all in this apartment. I have my dogs on the couch. I've already had to yell at them a few times. So their nails aren't clipping around while I record this. I just got my son down for a nap. My husband's at practice You guys know the drill. Apartment living, just getting readjusted to that is a lot. I really, really miss recording podcasts. I really miss connecting with people. I feel such a sense of community when I'm releasing episodes every week. And I feel like I've been really hard on myself about not being consistent with that lately for you guys. Everyone's always really understanding, like, you gotta do you, take care of yourself. Like, we'll be waiting when you're ready to come back. And I seriously appreciate that so much. I feel like not a pressure from anyone else, but more so a pressure from myself because I like consistency. Even just as a fellow podcast listener, I like to know like what to expect when I'm listening to a podcast. Like sometimes I feel like when podcasts take these massive breaks and then it's like people kind of lose interest or... I don't know. So I feel just bummed that I haven't had the mental or physical energy to release episodes. Going way back to, I want to say, 
April or so is when I took a break for the summer and I took a few months off, which I've done the last two years, which is really needed because the first pretty much two years, I didn't take really any breaks, maybe like a month off. So like four episodes of releasing episodes. I've always really kind of prided myself on being consistent with the episodes because I really haven't taken any time off. So it feels really weird to me to not be recording weekly episodes and releasing weekly episodes and just kind of having that um, community and support system and those conversations that not only help other people, but also help myself. So with that being said, I think to give just a little bit of backstory is the podcast was finally starting back up. You know, I took a longer break than normal this summer, just with everything we had going on and we had not signed a contract. So I know that not every single person listens to every single episode. I think if you are a podcast listener in general, you often find episodes that you read about that resonate with you, that you connect with, and those are the ones that you download and listen to. So I'm not sure if everybody knows my situation and kind of what has been going on with me, but um, I feel like I'm broken record with this, but like my husband got shoulder surgery at the end of last hockey season. And so we were delayed with this hockey season because it's a six month recovery. So we had a really long summer. We were home till mid-October. I think we flew out here on the 17th, which was really nice because we never get to really experience fall at home. And I seriously soaked in every single minute. It was really, really hard for me to leave because I think I got like a little bit too comfortable at our house and just with our neighbors and just seeing my friends and seeing my family all summer. Like I just got very comfortable and really enjoyed that little taste of life that I don't normally get to be there for. So I think my mindset, my mentality throughout the entire summer was like, you know, October, we'll sign something, everything will be good, we'll get over there, you know, all of that good stuff. So we're kind of just sitting around. We didn't feel a lot of stress or pressure to find a contract. I feel like every day people were like, have you guys signed a contract yet? And we're like, we're honestly not even looking because Charlie like legitimately cannot even play right now. So we were really just like enjoying the summer. We were able to go to some weddings that we wouldn't have been able to go to if we were over here in Europe, like with the normal start of the hockey season. So all of that was so nice. And side note, I keep having to like stop and take deep breaths because I'm due in like three weeks with my baby. (laughs) So um, if I seem out of breath, that is why. So a few more weeks went by and it was kind of starting to get really stressful because Obviously, there's a point in your pregnancy where you can no longer fly, let alone a point in your pregnancy where you don't want to fly anymore, Um, especially if you have a toddler who is very clingy to you and the travel days are just long in general. So I was pretty much comfortable flying until like 33, 34 weeks. And then I was like, I, I just I'm not comfortable doing that. And let alone if I have to give birth on an airplane, like I will never forgive you. (laughs) So, you know, it was kind of like the pressure was on to get something solidified and it was starting to become very stressful. And a lot of times in this hockey world, we have to have a lot of really difficult 
decisions and conversations and, you know, something that started to actually become a real issue for us was like, we don't have a contract. I'm not going to be able to fly in a few weeks. What are we going to do? My husband kind of had this proposition to go to Vienna, get an Airbnb in Vienna, and then just kind of sit and wait until we signed something somewhere and go from there. And the reason we chose Vienna is because, you know, we have a storage unit there with all of our stuff. So we figured like, okay, that's like, we'll have to go back and get that at some point anyway. So we might as well just start there and then go from there. So he really was like, advocating for this super hard with me just like okay we're gonna go to Vienna and we're gonna sit there and I'm like this is really complicated like I don't have health care over there and he was looking into my insurance and it was a huge mess because he was saying the insurance would cover it if I if it wasn't scheduled like if I just went into the emergency room and I'm like okay hold on like this is this is not this is not working <laughs> Um, there's a lot more to that. I guess there's a lot more emotions behind that than I'm making it seem because like when we were actually having these conversations, I was wanting to record an episode about it and I'm like semi glad I didn't because I was very emotional, but also sometimes it's like reflecting back. It's nice to kind of talk about it when you're going through it in the moment so people can understand and relate to the depth of it because it was a very stressful, stressful time. Like, I think I cried every single day for a week about what we were going to do. My husband was kind of like, well, what's the alternative? Like, if we don't go to Vienna, like, what are you going to do? You know, like, I don't have a contract. And for people listening, just like a real relatable situation is like in the summertime, like neither of us have a salary paid job in the summer. Like we don't work in the summer. We do things that we have passive income for, but we don't, we're not paid on a salary. And so something that a lot of people don't talk about is like when you're a homeowner and you have a mortgage to pay and you haven't worked in six to seven months, like you cannot keep just like paying a mortgage because you're watching your money just like continue to go out on top of all of the other life expenses with inflation, with children, which getting ready for another baby with health insurance, like whatever it may be, that was like a real problem because we were like, okay, well, we don't have a contract. You don't want to go to Vienna and just wait, but we can't just sit here in our house and keep paying a mortgage because it's going to get to the point where it's too late and I'm not going to be able to accept a job somewhere because you can't fly. And so after... All of this, you know, deliberation, I presented the idea of like, okay, well, I'll, we'll go down to my parents' house and if it gets to a point where it's, you know, 35 weeks and I'm no, no longer comfortable flying, then I need to be okay with having this baby here by myself. This was after talking to a lot of other close friends that I have that are in this lifestyle. And I think that's really who I needed to lean on because (laughs) if I were to tell my friends or my family members, they're obviously going to give a very practical answer that it was absolutely insane for us to go sit in Europe and wait for something and just hope something comes up. 
And my worry was that we would get stuck there and maybe he doesn't even have a contract and that I'm now stuck giving birth in a foreign country when I didn't have to. For me personally, like I know people have had great experiences giving birth over here and not to say mine wasn't great, but it's just not my ideal choice. And I think that it's taken me a while to feel confident saying that because I feel like a lot of people prefer it or they've maybe given birth in Canada or the US and Europe and they preferred their European experience and that's fine. I listened to this reel today that was like one of the biggest parts of growing up is realizing that you're not the main character in everybody's story. So like just because something that you find is right and better doesn't mean that someone else finds it right and better. And so for me personally, like I would always prefer to give birth in my home country with my family and friends, with, you know, people that speak English and knowing I can go in and having it be like a calm, stress-free situation or as stress-free as I could make it. So for me, I basically had to make the decision to sacrifice being alone to give birth without my husband or having my parents there instead of my husband or whoever I picked to be in the room with me because I knew from a practical standpoint that made the most sense. Like I was able to be at home or be, you know, at my parents' house, have support with my toddler, know I had someone to watch him, know I was covered with health insurance, know I could understand the language and communicate And then I'll come out for Christmas and then like, cause I'm assuming you'll have a contract by then, then I'll come out that way. And so that was a very hard conversation because my husband was like distraught and devastated, obviously over the idea of missing the birth of his daughter. Like that's not something any person should have to make. And I know people make that all the time, like people in the military or, you know, (laughs) just in this lifestyle in general, like. There's a lot of women I've spoken to that wound up having to give birth without their significant other, which sucks. Like, let's not normalize that. Like, oh, you know, it all worked out. Healthy mom, healthy baby. Like, no, you shouldn't have to choose that. You shouldn't have to decide that. After I kind of like processed that this was the decision that I needed to make and to kind of walk you guys through as to why I made that decision as I was like, I know myself and I know that I need to be the strongest version of myself for my kids, for myself, so that I can take care of a toddler and a baby. And I am not comfortable doing that in, you know, Europe without a contract, just waiting. As we were going through this process, I felt like I was letting my husband down with my decision. I think initially he took it like almost personally, like he, he, like as he was processing it. And then as we continued to talk more and just like had several sleeps on it, because I feel like everything makes sense after a night of sleep, you know, he was like, I obviously am going to be so like upset about this if this happens. But at the end of the day, like you need to make the decision that's best for you. Because you're going through this experience physically, 
mentally, emotionally, and like, I'm going to support whatever choice you make. I mean, there was several friends that I talked to in this lifestyle that like I needed to lean on. It helped me get clarity on the situation. And I think also just kind of talking to people that were like-minded or have had kids in this situation, um, like who I know have similar thought processes to myself and like what they would do. So that really helped me reach clarity on what I was going to do. So I felt very like at peace with my situation as to like, okay, I know that within three weeks, if we don't sign a contract, I will stay back and give birth here. This decision for me, as emotionally draining as this was, like I mentioned before, like my ideal situation is not giving birth over here. Like I'm just going to be real like I don't want to be giving birth not in my home country not around my family not in my house like I it's not ideal for me and I think like the older I'm getting and the longer I've been in this lifestyle the harder it's become and that's again not to say that's for everybody but that's just for me personally Like, it's just become a lot more draining just to not have, like, my own things. And, you know, I am so blessed and fortunate that I do have a place that I can call home and that I love so much that it makes it so hard for me to leave. But I think it also doesn't help my situation that we do have to leave. Like, I have such a support system back home. And that feeling of starting over and getting acclimated and everything again is, like, really, really challenging. I have to say that one of my favorite memories from this podcast, from this community, and just an experience that I was so blessed to experience was going to Nashville and actually connecting with you guys in real life. You can ask pretty much anyone there. We had the absolute best time and none of us wanted the weekend to end. When I first started planning this retreat, my goal was to have a retreat every single year so that we can meet face-to-face, connect with people, and just leave feeling really refreshed and good, and also just have something to look forward to all hockey season long. So if you have not heard, this year the retreat is taking place in Cabo, San Lucas, Mexico. We have five-star hotel accommodations, all food is included, all drinks are included, activities, you name it, it is going to be the best time. And I think we all deserve a little bit of relaxation on the beach in Mexico. Am I right? Anyways, there are still rooms available, so this is the perfect gift to ask for from your boyfriend, your husband, your parents, or maybe just like contributing towards this trip I always do that personally for Christmas gifts. I, if there's like a trip or something, I'm like, well, we're going on this trip. If you want to contribute, you know, X, Y, Z, I'd rather have an experience than physical gifts. And that's just me personally. So if you are thinking about joining in on the fun, I promise you will not regret your decision. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM me. I just love chatting about this and just chatting in general. So send me a message. And before we bounce back to the episode, I also wanted to tell you guys that my small kids boutique is having a Black Friday sale. It's 30% off all regular priced items and 15% off all markdown items from Thursday, November 17th to Monday, November 21st. So make sure to jump on that. If you have littles in your life, if you have nieces, nephews, cousins, 
this is a really good deal. Get ahead of your Christmas shopping. And yeah, just wanted to share those two things and back to the episode. Fast forwarding to like the next couple of weeks, I guess, like I think it was like within a week, um, the opportunity came along for us to come play in France, which we, I guess in our heads, we kind of thought we were going to go back to Austria or like Germany just because that's kind of what we knew. I don't know if that's like a naive thought process, but we had played in that league the last few years. Like, but again, with just the timing of everything and my husband's injury, like there wasn't a lot of spots um, or just, you know, opportunities where a team was willing to sign us this late in the season. <laughs> I feel like it's, I don't know, kind of funny. Like we just have a lot going. It's not just like a simple transaction. It's like, we have a kid, a wife, we have dogs, I'm pregnant. Like, it's not like just a quick move in, move out. Like that has to be the right apartment. It has to be the right, you know, setup in general. And so nothing was really coming up. He did get a few offers and interests, but it was just, again, like it just was not a situation that we wanted to take. Um, but anyway, so this deal in France came along and we were excited about the possibility of exploring a new country and getting a different experience. It was going to be madness getting over here and it was going to be a quick a quick run out of America <laughs> because it was already October. My neighbors like could not believe it. They're like, wait, what? Like a week? I'm like, you guys, like a week actually feels good. One time I had to move within 24 hours. Like I'm not even joking. When we signed in Austria, when he got, he had has had this surgery on both sides. I don't even know. It might've been a different injury. But when we signed in Austria one year, I literally had like less than 12 hours notice and I had to pack my things. That was a lot easier because I didn't have a toddler, but this year we were both like, okay, no, we need like at least a week. And, um, I think he signed the contract. Like we knew we were going to sign the contract, but we hadn't signed it yet. And he was like, do you think you could leave by like Friday or Saturday? And at this point it was like Monday and we like hadn't officially signed it yet. And I was like, literally no freaking chance. Like I need till Monday at least. Like we have a house. I have to go get like I have to go to the doctor. Like, we have to get the dog set up. We have the toddler. Like, you guys know. Like, it, like a week feels, like, okay. But, like, less than that, it just would not have worked. <laughs> so, we had a week, which felt nice. Um, and we also knew the nice part of, like, us finally reaching this decision of, like, okay, like, if you don't have a contract, like, I'm going to go to my parents. Like, we knew that we were going to start leasing our house by November 1st. So we had already started kind of, like, packing and, like, doing small things in advance because we knew we would have to be out of our house anyways. So we had been kind of chipping away at that, which was good. When we knew this contract was going to happen, I, like, scheduled a babysitter. Like, I was... I feel like regardless of however much time you have, even if you know months in advance that you're going back to the same team, it's just like running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Like lists are my best friend, <laughs> like making a notes and a shared notes on my iPhone with my husband and like just checking stuff off. Like if I did not have that, I would just not be here today because <laughs> it really just helps me stay organized and mentally I recently started 
this summer we launched September, gosh, I want to say 13th now, but launched a new business, a kids clothing boutique. And we were sending all of the inventory out of my house. So I had to package everything up, send it to my business partner, make sure she had everything. So that was that was another element that I had to incorporate in was like getting our business moved over to her and working on that. So we had to get that all situated and then just preparing for the actual flight itself. So like the first part of the flight was fine. <laughs> and then um, we had a, so we flew from Boise to San Francisco and then San Francisco to Paris. And so when we flew from San Francisco to Paris, our flight, there was like a maintenance issue on our flight. So we had to sit on the tarmac for an extra two hours, like over two hours. And we were literally on that plane for 13 hours. And my son slept for less than two hours of that. Mind you, I am like 33, almost 34 weeks pregnant at this point. He hardly slept. He is like, prefers me the majority of the time. So like, I had to just like, entertain, hold him, let alone when your kid's not sleeping, they're not just like contently sitting there. Like he was falling apart. Like there was for some reason, no other kids on this flight. Like we sat in economy, which you could have marked my words in past episodes that I say, I'm never flying economy over to Europe, but like, I don't know. It's just, we, it was such a quick dash. We just had to take these seats on this flight and it was so uncomfortable I cried multiple times on the flight. Again, just keeping it real. I'm not going to act like it was so hard, but we made it. Like, I don't always have to be positive. I just don't. And I'm tired of feeling like I have to sometimes. But like, it was a shit show. I was like bawling at one point in the bathroom because I needed a freaking break. Like, I literally went to the bathroom and just closed the door and cried because I felt so physically sick. It was insane. Um, like this pregnancy has been really challenging, like so much harder than my first pregnancy. Like, I don't know. I kind of laugh at myself because I feel like, again, it's just like everyone's pregnancy is so different. But with my son, I was like, I could have 10 babies. Like, I love being pregnant. It's great. Like I could be a surrogate for a friend. Like I love it. And then this pregnancy, I've just been so sick, so run down, so slow, She's been breached, so her head's just in my ribs. Her feet are kicking, like, my cervix and my bladder at all times. Like, it's just, I feel slow. Not to mention I'm running after a (laughs) one-year-old and trying to just do other wife things, like clean, cook. I don't really cook. My husband's the cook of the two of us. But just, like, general things that I have found myself getting really frustrated at that I actually can't do physically because I feel like crap. I'm like in the bathroom, I'm crying, I'm like sleep deprived. Like every time my husband would try to come over and take my son, he would like pretend like he was like falling asleep on me and then he would leave and then he would just like start like wanting to play again and I'm just like, oh my God. So finally he took him and I was able to like doze in and out for like an hour maybe. Because I literally thought I was, like, not going to make it. Like, R.I.P. me. I'm done. Like, this is how I go. (laughs) I have never been more happy to land in my life. 
I think we all were ready to get the F off that plane. Of course, my son fell asleep like the second we got off the plane. I'm like, oh, cool. That's great. Then they sleep, you know, mom's listening will relate. It's like, oh, they sleep like the car ride, like to the apartment. If you have a couple hour car ride, and then they're ready to freaking go again at the apartment when you want to sleep. Because guess who's not sleeping on the freaking team bus or the team car? Me. My husband's asleep. My kid's asleep. My dogs are asleep. And I'm just wide awake waiting for my opportunity to go nap at the place. And then full blast of energy. Here comes my family. No. Anyways. We all know what jet lag is like, and I actually say this with 100% dead serious. I, again, I think this just comes with, like, as you go through life experiences, but, like, I literally just want to laugh at myself when I didn't have kids and I was complaining about being jet lagged. Then we got here and just like getting set up like we still actually don't have our stuff from Vienna so it's like really hard to get settled right now the team was great about getting stuff for us to make us feel comfortable but again like you just kind of start collecting stuff as you've been in Europe over the years and like I want my stuff to get situated before the baby gets here so we have been still trying to get update or situated and I think like the first like two weeks honestly was really hard for me and I know I've talked about this on past episodes I've talked about this with my close friends but like it really takes like a solid month to start to feel like you're kind of getting the swing of things and learning where things are I think it's a very like frustrating question even though people like mean the best by it like how's France are you loving it like, two days after I get here, I'm like, yo, like, this is not a vacation. Like, I'm moving here. This is, like, not the same thing. And, like, again, it just comes from, like, your friends and family, like, not really understanding the the situation. And maybe it's just because, like, when you do have a family, it does complicate things more. Like, it definitely was easier when it was just, like, the two of us. And I wouldn't change it. Like, my best memories are with my son over here. Like, those are my favorite memories. But... People just don't really get it. Like, it's not a vacation. Like, I have not been apart from my son for more than, like, two hours since I've been here. And, like, coming over here, um, again, just being relatable. It's like, you come here, you don't have any food. Like, thank God, you know, you learn to bring snacks with you to, to last a couple days. But, like, you immediately have to go to the grocery store. You immediately have to go get, like, toilet paper, paper towels, like, everything. I have a kid that's jet lagged. I'm jet lagged. I'm pregnant. My husband's tired. We have dogs. We just like have to leave in like this brand new space who are like, what the frick's going on? They're barking their heads off. We can hear them as we're leaving the apartment complex. That's stressful. It's like who, you know, who wants to listen to that? No one. (laughs) So it was just like a week straight of just like trying to get acclimated. And like when you don't have childcare, and you're moving to a different country and you're trying to figure out how everything operates and works, it's, like, very challenging. Because it's, like, also the age. You have to remember, like, when I when he was six months old, it's a lot easier for us to just go to the grocery store. He's now two. He doesn't want to sit in the cart. He's screaming to get out of the cart. 
I have to constantly be here's the handing him a million things. We're trying to learn what the heck chicken is over here or what beef is or what yogurt is or what milk is. It's like we're learning a whole new thing. So for me, I just feel like when I don't have that stability and consistency, I get in a very low headspace where I just am like, frick this. I, I felt depressed. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I felt depressed. And it had nothing to do with the team. It had nothing to do with, you know, it, it was just a legitimate lifestyle change that we all like to normalize. It's depressing to some people. And we need to be mindful and understand that. Like, I talk to plenty of people who feel this way. And I think there's such a pressure to, like, put on a front, like, oh, yep, getting adjusted. Yep, everything's good. It, it doesn't have to be that way. You are allowed to feel all the feelings. And I feel like I'm very vocal at this point. And again, sometimes I feel guilty if I'm complaining to someone or just, like, even talking about it on the podcast. But, like... I want other people to know that you don't have to sit here and sugarcoat that it's like so fun just grinding for weeks when you're sleep deprived or feel like crap or have little kids that you have to like, it's like, I would, I wish I could just like have someone watch him while I, we could go to the store together and we could get adjusted and anyhow, we were coming up on almost a month. So like, I think in a week it'll be a month. So we've been here like maybe three weeks and I'm finally starting to feel a little more situated. There's still so much that I have to learn. There's still so many places that I need to find that I know like, okay, I can go here to get kids stuff or I can go here to get formula or I can go here. Like there's stuff I need to learn, but I feel like more confident. I feel more confident, like navigating around a little bit. Um, I've also driven a few times by myself. Like I've driven myself to the hospital. I've gone to the store by myself. So I feel confident driving. And I think like, I don't know about you guys, but like the driving here in France is like scary. (laughs) Like the road rules are just like completely different than Austria. Like I, I don't feel very comfortable driving, but I like, I don't, but I do like, I'm going to do it because I'm not just going to sit here all day. But, um, yeah, like it was, it was pretty much a week that I didn't leave the apartment by myself. So I felt like I didn't have structure routine. I'm sitting in here with like no toys, like with my kid bouncing off the walls. And then just like, he was also waking up for hours in the night with the jet lag. And I'm just like, was really struggling mentally. Thank God he's sleeping through the night again. So if you're listening to this, it does pass. It's, it's a hard like week and a half and um, you know, I, I would go get him and bring him out and play with him for maybe an hour and a half or just let him do God knows what. I just wouldn't put the TV on because I didn't want to overstimulate him, but I would just be like, you know what? Screw it. Whatever. I'm going to sit here on my phone. You can just play with your toys. And then I put him back down and kind of like do a mini replicate. Like I would kind of replicate like his routine a little bit, just like give him another bottle. He's taking a bottle. Um, put him back down and then he would sleep till like 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, but yeah, we were totally just like out of sorts and just functioning, trying to survive. So once we finally came out of that, it felt like good. I started to feel like a normal human again. And then we went to Paris for the break last week. So that was like really, really nice 
to actually take like a legitimate vacation. Um, even just like dropping my dogs off, like having like one less responsibility just felt really good. But I, I do want to say like, if you are having a hard time getting acclimated or like just need someone to vent to, like I'm here and I get it. And I have absolutely zero judgment for people that need to, like I'm someone when I'm going through something, like I need to just vent because it helps me process how I'm feeling. Um, I've also been kind of keeping you guys posted. I feel like I've been trying to make my Instagram page a little bit more personal, which I've heard from people that they want me to share personal things, but it's kind of like this weird internal battle with myself where I'm like, no, I want to just keep it like funny, hockey, like keep it real, but like also not talk too much about myself on my, on the actual podcast, like Instagram page, but I'm trying to more because like, I kind of want to, like, I just want to share more about my personal life. I've been sharing just kind of like that. I'm probably going to have to get a C-section because my baby's breech. Please don't message me and say that your, you know, family friend gave birth to a breech baby vaginally. Like I'm not doing that when I don't speak the language, like no judgment. That's great if you did that, but like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) It's like, maybe if I was at home and I felt super confident, comfortable with the doctor, like I would do that, but I'm not, I haven't even met my doctor. Like I literally haven't met a doctor. I've met with a midwife who's not even my midwife. It's just basically whoever's on call. Um, so that on top of all of this other stuff going on, it's just been not enjoyable. Um, but I finally am feeling better about it and I'm actually at peace with having a C-section. I'm okay with it. It's honestly kind of nice in a way to be able to just have something scheduled and just be able to show up and know that I have childcare for my toddler and just know that I, you know, my husband can come back and be with him because I think that's an element that people don't really talk about when they have another kid at home and living in a foreign country is like, who's going to watch my kid? Um, that was something I truly had no idea because everybody on our team, they either have no kids or they have two or more kids. And so it's kind of a lot to like, first of all, I never asked for help anyways. <laughs> so it's like, um, I don't think I would even feel comfortable asking someone that, but like, I don't think anyone could really take that on because everybody's so busy, which I totally understand. So anyway, I wound up downloading this app called Babysits. I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but I saw this like Canadian babysitter on there and she actually lives here because her husband, her boyfriend, um, plays pro basketball over here. So she's just like, you know, she's not working and she's on this app. And I was like, would you want something more consistent? Like, I really need help. This is my situation. And she's been like amazing. She was like, if you go into labor in the middle of the night, just call me. Like, I'll figure out a way to get there. Like, we'll make it work. Don't worry. I want to make this like as easy for you as possible. And it's just like having that and having her to say that is so, so comforting to me because I truly was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I mean, (laughs) I like to say I have a plan with the C-section, but she could always come early. Like, that doesn't mean it's going to go that way. But just like kind of in my head, knowing like, okay, this is this is what I'm counting on. And like knowing that someone's here, regardless of whether that happens or not, is really good. I'm also planning on just like having her when I have to recover in the hospital, just come here so my husband can go to practice and then 
come home and, you know, be with my son so we can kind of keep him on as normal of a routine as possible. So, yeah, what else do you guys want to know? <laughs> Just kidding. Now that I've basically told you my life freaking story, I'm sure there's things that I wanted to say that I'm forgetting, but that's kind of the gist of everything that's been going on. With the podcast, I've honestly done a lot of reflection on, like, should I start recording? Should I start scheduling? And, like, I really just need to listen to myself right now and, like, my what feels right in alignment with me. And, like, that's not starting to put episodes out right now. I wanted to do a check-in so that you guys can kind of understand, like, everything I have going on right now. And when I start recording again... Again, I love consistency so much, and I'm probably going to just, like, go further into the summer um, than I did last summer of putting out episodes. But, like, I cannot commit right now to, like, next week new episodes are coming out. Like, that's just not in the cards. And so I want to remain super active on the Instagram page right now as a space for people to connect and communicate. But I want to be consistent with the podcast, and I know that's not releasing three weeks of episodes until my baby comes. For me, that's, you know, being consistent on the Instagram page, I can commit to that, but then starting the podcast back up in the new year. And that's just what I need right now, which is like hopefully seven to eight weeks from now, because there's so many amazing people that I've like reached out to and had conversations about scheduling Um, but just obviously haven't given everything that we've had going on. So you can count on the episode or the podcast being back in the new year, kind of after we have gone through the holiday season. I hope to be more so bumping on the Instagram page, like I said, um, and just being there to connect and chat with you guys on there and just having you guys chat with each other. Um, This is also a good time to catch up on old episodes if you have not listened to everyone or maybe going back and re-listening. Sometimes I do that too. Like if I'm going through something and I want to like hear something again, I'll go back and re-listen. I think a lot of times I'm asking you guys like what do you do to feel grounded? What do you do to feel better when you're adjusting to new situations? And I want to share, like, what works with me. Um, It's funny because I feel like when I get in these headspaces where I feel almost, like, depressed or anxious, I just, like, almost withdraw. Like, I withdraw from things I like to do or, like, talking to people I love and care about because it's just, like, easier to just stick to myself, I guess. And so... I've learned that when I'm in these slumps, like I need to talk about how I'm feeling with people that love and care about me without judgment and like getting outside for walks. Like that's huge. Um, And also just like doing that for my son too. Like, you know, he needs to get outside. He needs to get to the park. He needs to go for these walks for his mental health to try to keep things calm and the same for him. Because I think, you know, I had such a routine with him back home where I'm like, okay, on Wednesdays we go to this like little jump place with our neighbors. And then like a few days a week we're going to like parks with them or play dates or doing X, Y, Z. And so like having such structure for him and then coming here, it's like, yeah, he's still on his routine, but he's like not having play dates. Like 
there's not really parks around us and so that's probably an adjustment for him so I'm like okay I need to get him out and then I notice I always feel so much better after we do that as well um I'm gonna start putting him in daycare in the new year I was gonna start like last week but I actually decided like I just mentally cannot deal with like having a super sick baby I'm also like pretty nervous about RSV just because it's really bad like everywhere right now and I just don't want my newborn to get it so um in the new year we will be putting him in daycare over here um I found like a English speaking daycare that was really great I met up with them and um I'm excited for him to kind of get some more exposure to other adults and kids that way other things I like to do like I like to just binge reality tv I know that sounds so stupid but it literally turns my mind off like I'm able to just like be like this is like so like light-hearted and not intense and um or like watching a show with your husband that you both can talk about and like just having little things like that to feel normal and feel connected and not feel like you're just like totally inward that you're like not able to find any happiness I think just like getting out um talking to other girls on the team or just like in this lifestyle helps you through things cleaning having like a little routine so once I kind of came out of like the non-sleep fog I was able to start doing things I liked again or like listening to a podcast um you know all of that so anyways I just wanted to share a couple of those little tips if you're still listening after this long ramble of me talking thank you <laughs> I love you um seriously I love all of you guys and just like being able to connect with all of you over the Instagram page podcast is such a blessing to me you have no idea um again I've said this before but like so many people thank you so much for like everything you do and it's like it's truly like thank you because <laughs> I needed you guys and that is why I started this podcast is because this is what I needed. Um, and there's not a day that goes by that I'm not grateful for this community. And I'm like, it's seriously like one of the biggest blessings in my life. Like it's, it's really, truly great. So um, thank you for being here and just supporting me and listening to my journey. And I'm definitely going to try to make things a little bit more personal on the Instagram page. So